When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nine. T-minus eight seconds, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition and liftoff. Welcome back, Space Cadets, to the Space News Podcast. My name's Will, and I'm sitting here in the mothership at the command center. And holy cow, NASA's Voyager 2 probe has entered interstellar space. And NASA says for the second time in human history... A human-made object has reached the space between the stars. NASA's Voyager 2 probe now has exited the heliosphere, which is the protective bubble of particles and magnetic fields created by our sun. NASA says that comparing data from the different instruments aboard the trailblazing spacecraft, the mission scientists determined the probe crossed the outer edge of the heliosphere on November 5th. And this boundary called the heliosphere is where the tenuous hot solar winds meet the cold, dense interstellar medium. Its twin, Voyager 1, crossed this boundary in November. I think it was November in 2012. I'm pretty sure it was November. Uh, And it carries a working instrument that will provide first-of-its-kind observations of the nature of this gateway into interstellar space. NASA stated that the most compelling evidence of Voyager 2's exit from the heliosphere came from its onboard plasma science experiment, the PLS, an instrument that stopped working on Voyager 1 in 1980, long before that probe crossed the heliosphere. And until recently, the space surrounding Voyager 2 was filled predominantly with plasma flowing out from our sun. This outflow, called the solar wind, creates a bubble, which is called the heliosphere, that envelops the planet's in our solar system. The PLS uses the electrical current of the plasma to detect the speed, density, temperature, pressure, and flux of the solar wind, and the PLS aboard Voyager 2 observed a steep decline in the speed of the solar wind particles on November 5th. And since that date, the plasma instrument has observed no solar wind flow in the environment around Voyager 2, which makes mission scientists confident the probe has left the heliosphere. So, um, project scientist based in Caltech and Pasadena, California, stated that there is still a lot to learn about the region of interde- interstellar space immediately beyond the heliosphere. His name's Ed Stone. And together, the two voyagers provide a detailed glimpse of how our heliosphere interacts with the constant interstellar wind flowing from behind. Their observations complement data from NASA's Interstellar Boundary Explorer, the IBEX, a mission that is remotely sensing that boundary. And NASA also is preparing an additional mission, the upcoming Interstellar Mapping and Acceleration Probe, the IMAP, due to launch in 2024 to capitalize on Voyager's observations. Nicola Fox says, Voyager has a very special place for us in the Helio physics fleet. Uh, She's the director of the heliophysics division at NASA's headquarters. And she also says our studies start at the sun and extend out to everything the solar wind touches. To have the Voyager sending back information about the edge of the sun's influence gives us an unprecedented glimpse of truly uncharted terrain. Now, if you think about this, people made these 
Voyagers, Voyager 1, Voyager 2, people created these machines. We shot these machines on a giant rocket out into space. They did some science. They sent back some science. And when they were done with that science, we just let them go. We just shot them out there. They kept going. Might as well, right? That's their second mission, to go as far as they can go, to go where no man-made craft has gone before. And that's exactly what they've done. Voyager 1 and Voyager 2 have left the, uh, you know, they've left and they're not coming back. They've entered interstellar space. They're never coming back here, but they do send information back to us. So there's some plasma data that they send back, of course, but they haven't quite left the solar system and won't be leaving anytime soon. The boundary of the solar system is considered to be beyond the outer edge of the Oort cloud, the OORT cloud, which is a collection of small objects that are still under the influence of sun's gravity. The width of the Oort cloud is not known, but is estimated to begin at about a thousand astronomical units, which are AUs from the sun and extend to about 100,000 AUs. Oh my Lord. That's a big distance to cover. What AU is the distance from the sun to the earth. And it will take about 300 years for Voyager 2 to reach the inner edge of the Oort cloud and possibly 30,000 years to fly beyond it. So these things are going to be out there for 30,000 years beyond the Oort cloud. Well, once they get beyond the Oort cloud, it'll be about 30,000 years for each of them. Um, Will NASA still be around? Probably not in 30,000 years. Will we be interstellar ourselves in 30,000 years? I hope so. I hope we can go out there and get those probes. Hopefully we can, you know, launch a ship up there and go see what they're all about now. See what they're going through. See where they're at. That would be pretty amazing in the future. Now, um, so these voyages are out there now and they're, they're beeping signals back to us. And they're beeping enough that we know where they are. They know, um, you know, they, they send a little bit of data back to us. And the scientists here and engineers here can tell where they are and where they've been and how fast they're going. So they kind of, I guess they're messengers from beyond, you know, Voyager 1 and Voyager 2. They're messaging us from someplace that no one has ever seen. No one has ever gone to. And there is the farthest man-made objects that have ever been out there. And Voyager 2 launched in 1977, which is 16 days before Voyager 1, and both traveled well beyond their original destinations. Uh, the spacecraft were built to last five years and conduct close-up studies of Jupiter and Saturn. So five years from 1977 until now, they've lasted well beyond that. And as a mission continued, additional flybys of the two outermost giant planets, Uranus and Neptune, proved possible. And as a spacecraft flew across the solar system, remote control reprogramming was used to endow the Voyagers with greater capabilities than they possessed when they left Earth. So they pinged these things and they sent code up to Voyager 1 and Voyager 2 to make them do other things. And their two-planet mission became a four-planet mission, and their five-year lifespans have stretched to 41 years, making Voyager 2 NASA's longest-running mission. 
So when I was saying earlier that they ping these things back and forth, Voyager's mission controllers communicate with the probes using NASA's Deep Space Network, the DSN, which is a global system for communicating with interplanetary spacecraft. The DSN consists of three clusters of antennas in Goldstone, California, Madrid, Spain, and Canberra, Australia. So there you have it. Voyager 1, Voyager 2 have both entered interstellar space. They've done it. No other craft have ever done that. They're not going to leave the solar system quite yet. But, you know, 30,000 years from now, we'll, we'll give them a little ping and see where they're at. So that's it for today, guys. I'm really excited about this. I'm so excited about space stuff. Like, you don't even know. I'm literally a kid in a candy store when I when I get this news. Super excited. And I'm super happy that you guys come along with me on this journey. So thank you so much, Space Cadets. And until tomorrow, have a good day, everybody. And uh, my name is Will. I'm uh, sitting here at the Galactic Headquarters of Space News Podcast in the mothership. And I will see you soon.